You're listening to the Highland Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Johnson, and today I'll be bringing the message from Joshua 1 entitled Gearing Up for What's Next, a message designed to lead you through a season of change. Thanks for listening. Amen. Thank you, Kathy, for leading us in that song. What have I done to deserve a love like this? That's a question we could all ask each and every day. What have we done to deserve a love that Jesus gives? Um, And we haven't done anything to deserve that love. He gave it unconditionally for us. And that's a blessing that the Lord gives us. uh, His love, which that um, agape love that comes from the Lord. Any baseball fans in the house? Anybody enjoy baseball? Uh, We're winding down baseball season. Um, but uh, it is uh, baseball season, and it, um, I'm often reminded of, of different eras and periods of baseball when I, when I watch, especially the World Series, they start talking about, you know, different World Series from, from the past. Baseball Hall of Famer and New York Yankees legendary catcher, Yogi Berra. Some of y'all remember Yogi? Uh, that wasn't his given name, but, uh, you know, paired him up with a cartoon, and he got the name Yogi. You know, you get nicknames in baseball. Uh, but he was known for his humorous quotes, Yogiisms, they call it. And per- perhaps his most famous quote, when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Church, today we stand again at the fork in the road. You know, we've been on a, a journey, a, a transition of almost a year. What, is, what has the Lord been teaching us? What, what has the Lord been teaching you? What has the Lord been teaching me? In February of this year, I stood here in this pulpit and brought a message entitled, Encouragement for a Season of Change. And in that message, I encouraged us to, to grieve the loss. And this is out of Deuteronomy chapter 34. Um, I encouraged us to, to grieve the loss Prepare for the new task. Trust the Lord and run with courage. This is really a part two of that message. You know, I don't, I don't get to preach in series often, but uh, I was thinking about moving from Deuteronomy 34 into Joshua chapter 1. Because we looked at a monumental change in Israel's history. Moses had died, and he died before the children of Israel entered into the promised land. Prior to Moses' death, he had blessed the tribes of Israel. And before I get into our main text, I want to read you um, part of his blessing to um, the tribe of Judah. Give me just a second here. Moses said this about the tribe of Judah. O Lord, hear the cry of Judah and bring them together as a people. Give them strength to defend the cause. O Highland, that we may come together as a people and may we lean on the Lord and depend on each other and continue to depend on each other to defend our cause. As we stand at the fork in the road, we must take it. We cannot stand where we are or go back to where we've been. The Lord has been great, has great things in store for our church in the days, months, and years to come. And as we've been praying for the Lord's guidance over the past year, we've seen the goodness of God amongst our people. We've seen people saved. We've seen 
um, baptisms, just like we had this morning, fostering relationships and connect groups, um, community outreach, youth camp, VBS, weekend, we, we, Wednesday midweek for all ages, Operation Christmas Child, Kids Beach Club, an active legacy adult ministry. And that's just a short list, but God has been good and been faithful. And in this time, we've commissioned our pastor search team and they have been hard at work seeking our next pastor and we're grateful for the work of our pastor search team. We've had people everywhere step outside their comfort zone, all for the cause of Christ here at Highland. Back to baseball. Baseball has seasons and you know we're on the cusp of a new season here at Highland. Are you ready for what the Lord is going to do in and through our church? We've been preparing and we've been praying the 777. We've been praying the 777, which this is your first time here today. Uh, this is prayer bands that we've, we've been wearing, but it, it basically means at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. that um, we pray uh, for seven days uh, for seven minutes a day. And uh, it's been really transformative as we've been praying over this season. And, you know, people have been praying on and around our church campus during the week. They come up and will pray sometimes during the week. Uh, people have been praying as they drive by our campus or see a social media post. They're, they're praying over our church. People that aren't even connected to Highland are praying for our church. And that's a blessing. I heard of a couple of instances this week of people that... Um, that I know have connected with that said they're praying for our church. You see, the prayers have been the fuel the Holy Spirit is using to grow and bless our efforts for the kingdom of God. Well, let's look at, at Joshua chapter one. If you turn with me in your Bible, it'll be up on the screen as well. Joshua chapter one, and I'll be, re be reading verses one through nine. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving you. I promise you what I have promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I've given you. From the Negev, Negev wilderness to the south, the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the lands of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instruction Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it, meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we now come and spend some time examining this word, I pray that you would speak through me and allow it to be your words and not my own. And Lord, open our hearts to receive your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You got your outline, you wanna follow along, I'll give you some fill in the blanks today as we're titling this message, Gearing Up for What's Next. And so in preparation for the next season in the life of our church, we must do a few things. First of all, anticipate the transition. Anticipate the transition. This is found in verse one and two. You see, Moses had laid his hand on Joshua and commissioned him. He was readying Joshua for the task ahead. When Moses and the people had gone through a period of mourning, Joshua began leading the people of Israel. The Lord spoke to Joshua and said, hey, the time has come for you to lead these people. This was a planned transition, but one the Lord had orchestrated. You see, um, Joshua was already Moses' assistant. So uh, he was already used to what the, the work was and what Moses, the ministry of, that Moses was carrying out and preparing for. And now that there was a transition, Joshua was taking the helm. Deuteronomy th uh, 31 says that Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom. Uh, the people followed, the people followed Joshua. And think about this for a moment. Think about the, the people in your life, the wise people in your life. Um, who has true wisdom? Who do you listen to for true wisdom? Are there voices in the crowd that you hear just noise and chatter? Or are they truly people full of wisdom? You know, when I think about people full of wisdom in my formative years and growing up, I think of, there's a few people that will come to mind, um, but it's important no matter what season of life you're in is that you always have a person of wisdom speaking into your life. A couple of generations ago, this is, is kind of date me a little bit, but a couple of generations ago, this is a popular advertisement. When E.F. Hutton talks, what happens? People listen, that's right. Hutton was a stockbroker who founded the brokerage firm E.F. Hutton. And, you know, um, people are always, you know, interested in what a good broker uh, has to say, advise about, you know, investments and all of that. Um, and so Hutton was one that kind of made the mark, but also that was really their slogan is that people do listen. You know, it is in times of transition, it is important to listen to people that are full of wisdom. It's easy, it's easy to become anxious and impatient. Think about the children of Israel. If they would have gotten anxious or impatient, you know, um, it said they had a period of mourning, you know, for 30 days. That was in my last message and we talked about that. And then they went on about their ministry. Um, but just think about it for a moment. If we get anxious about what, is next. What should we do, right? Uh, well, what we should do is continue to pray and continue to serve and continue to love people and continue shining the light of Christ. I think that would behoove us as a church to continue doing that. And we have opportunities to do that. It's been a real blessing as, as Brother Mike has brought a message um, several months ago now and encouraging us to do whatever it takes. It is adopting that whatever it takes mindset that is going to help us move forward in the days ahead because getting a new pastor is not the only transition we're gonna face as a church. But before you start wincing, know that we must remember the past, live in the present, and envision the future. 
That was a little clip from my Wednesday night talk a few weeks ago. But it's important, you know, that we remember the past because the past gives us a, a um, kind of a, a catalyst, a platform to where we've been. But it's easy to glamorize the past and that the past were the good old days. But we're in the present and we've got to envision the future. Methods change, but the message of Jesus Christ is unchanging. You see, the time had come for Joshua to lead and the time is near for Highland to have a new leader. When he and his family come, I encourage you to embrace him as our, our new pastor. Follow him as a shepherd leader of our congregation. This is going to be important here. Allow him to breathe, to grow in this place of ministry here at Highland. Don't smother him on day one or day 30. You see, Joshua had to grow into his role. He was ready, but he was following after Moses. <laughs> Can you imagine following after Moses? I mean, Moses had a pretty pretty impactful ministry with the, with the Lord, right? I mean, Ten Commandments, <laughs> amongst others. That's one long movie, by the way, The Ten Commandments. Um, but it was a powerful encounter that Moses had, and um, Joshua's coming and following in his steps. You see, anytime a new pastor comes or a worship minister or any other staff position, there's a tendency to compare him to the predecessor. Let's hold off on comparison. You see, it's different experience preaching and pastoring in 2022. I know Brother Mark would mention that. It's a different era in preaching today than it was even 10 years ago or longer. You see, many of you have your favorite preacher you watch on YouTube or on television. We compare our pastor to the preaching of Charles Stanley, Louis Giglio, or Craig Rochelle. Those are some of my favorites. And you may have your favorite. I like all those guys, and you may like some of those or have your own. You see, there's a place with engaging these and various other online ministries, provided they're biblically sound. But what they should do is be a catalyst and, and fuel your love for the local church. So ask the Lord to guide this transition. Moving down to verse 3 through 5. We saw that he says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you'll be on the land I've given you. And he goes on and describes the, the places of, uh, of um, the, the territory that, um, that Joshua's going to take. And you may say, is it wrong to go and for them to take this land? You know, that's kind of a hot politically topic today. We just had Columbus Day or Indigenous People Day, as some people call it. And we hear about Christopher Columbus on the ocean blue, right? And Joshua, and his, he led the people to go take some land. We see in, in Bible times, um, sometimes the Lord allowed people to, uh, he took pe land from people or possessions from people as punishment. And uh, he gave it to people other people as a sign of his favor. 
Just a, that was just a side note. But you see, you, wherever you set foot, you will, you will be on land I've given you. No one will be able to stand against you. I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail or abandon you. And think about this for a moment. Think about the community the Lord has given us to reach. Molino is where we're, um, obviously we're, we're based as a church. But I want to encourage you as you drive around or as you ride around, be strategic in how you see the community. Maybe you're a student today and you're not driving yet. And you're riding a school bus or riding with mom or dad to school, grandma to school. Look out the window and, and see, you know, what you see outside the window of the car. It's easy to be on your device and looking down and, and missing things that are going on if you're riding as a passenger and, and missing things. Or as one driving the car, easy to kind of, obviously you want to stay focused on the road, but you see things from time to time. Um, you know, there's a ministry of prayer walking, but also driving as you drive around our community. You may always go on the same way as you travel to the community. You go to your house the same way. You never deviate from that plan. I want to encourage you sometimes to take a different road, even though if it may take two or three minutes longer. Get to know the geography and the de demographics of our community and the surrounding communities. Sometimes we ask God to do big things through us. when we don't know the name of our nearest neighbor. I'll tell you the way I've seen our church step up locally. Several saw an opportunity and a need to have an after-school Bible club at Molina Park and Kids Beach Club. Many of you are involved in that, and that's taken off. It's a, and if you're not familiar with Kids Beach Club, it is an after-school um, uh, school sponsor, I mean, not, not school sponsor, but in, it's approved uh, after school Bible club that meets once a week at our local elementary school. And just a couple of weeks ago, they, were able, they got their Bible and they had uh, the greatest treasure day and they got a chance to receive a Bible. Many of them, the first Bible they've ever received. And that's such a blessing. You see, some of these kids have no church affiliation and Beach Club is the only contact with a church. Isn't that cool? Uh, you know, here we are, we're, we're, we're going, we're sending shoeboxes, which is giving them a tangible gift, but also which opens the door for a, um, a Bible cl a club, uh, you know, hear the, about the greatest treasure, and they go and hear a 12-week um, discipleship process, a Bible process, and, and, and we're doing something for about 12 weeks at our school. How cool is that? You see, I'm grateful that we have people who see the need to reach and disciple the next generation of our church through our children and our student ministries. As we gear up for what's next, we must remember the next generation because we want the next generation to stay connected to the church after high school. And I can go through statistics, but time doesn't allow. But if you looked at some statistics that Barna and Orange and other organizations are putting out, you'll see that many, many drop out after high school from the church, never to reconnect. We want the next generation to stay connected 
In order for that to happen, the church has to partner with parents to reach and disciple the next generation. Think about God's promise to Joshua. He said, I will be with you. I will not abandon you. I will not forsaken you. forsake you. That is good to know because the Lord is always with us. You know, in just over a week, we'll enter November. That's what my calendar says. You know, a few years ago, this was pretty uh, commonplace. Many people, now, now social media is kind of all over the place with different videos and this sort of thing. But uh, people would put in November every single day something they were thankful for. They'd post about it. That's good for every day. Gratitude is, is a proper response to receiving the promises of God. In the song, Goodness of God, which I referenced in earlier, one of the lines of the chorus is, all my, in all my life you've been faithful, in all my life you've been so, so good. With every breath I'm able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Church, I encourage you to, to sing of the goodness of God, shout of the goodness of God, tell of the goodness of God, live the goodness of God. Thirdly, this morning, I want to encourage you to leverage the provisions, leverage the provisions. You see, the Lord provided a leader in the person of Joshua. He was a godly leader full of wisdom, and he had the God-ordained skill set to lead the children of Israel. And the Lord was faithful to Joshua. He told Joshua, he says, be strong and courageous. You know, this is a theme to Joshua. We see it over and over in chapter one. The Lord said to Joshua, you're the one. You're the one. He said to Joshua, follow the book. Don't deviate from the plan. Study the word, meditate on the word, and you will see success. Look down in, in verse 10. It says, Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And he told them, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you the place of rest. He has given you this land. Your wives, children, and livestock may remain here in the land. Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest and until they too possess the land of the Lord your God is giving them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the, of Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you. They answered Joshua, we will do whatever you command us. And we will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against you, against your orders, and does not obey your orders, and everything, everything you command will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. Joshua called together the Israelites. He said, get ready. In three days, it'll be time to possess the land of Canaan. And the people, you saw it just here, he said, they'll, they responded, we'll do whatever you command us and, and do and go wherever you send us. You see, God is a God of second chances. The children of Israel got a second chance to enter the promised land, even if it was 40 years later. How does that apply to us? Well, obviously, the Lord has provided us his word. 
He's provided us a people, the body of, of faith. He's provided us all the necessary resources to reach our community. And soon it'll be a new day here at our church. Will you be in on what God is calling us to do and be as members of this body? Will our answer be yes, just as the answer was um, for Joshua is to be strong and courageous? We're running out of time this morning, so I'm going to give you the fourth point really quick. Verse 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord commanded Joshua. He's calling us. You know, over this past year, it's been easy to be discouraged. Usually the source of discouragement is when we've taken our eyes off of Jesus. What has been a blessing is the constant reminder to trust God, the continual calls to prayer, the encouraging notes or calls that have come at just the right time. You know, it's been a real blessing to have Brother Mike with us, encouraging us week by week, preaching dynamic messages from God's word. And he's called our attention to Jesus, challenging us to lift up our pastor search team, to be faithful in our church attendance, prompting us to keep inviting people to be a part of what God's doing here. The Lord challenged Joshua when he's challenged us, do not be afraid or be discouraged. We may not know the future, but we know the one who holds the future. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 16.9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs 3.6 says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. And that takes us back to the beginning of the message. We're standing at the fork in the road the Lord will show us which path to take. But the thing we must remember is that we cannot stay idle. Stuck where we are, afraid to make a move. We've got to be strong and we've got to take courage. Perhaps today you're living in fear, you're discouraged. Maybe you're even dis disillusioned because you think your life does not make sense. You don't have peace. Let me ask you this, have you ever trusted Christ as your savior? Perhaps you have trusted Christ but never been baptized. Today, you can be indicated that you want to be baptized. Perhaps you're wanting to connect with Highland. You've maybe been visiting a little while and you feel like, you know what, I want to be a part of, of Highland and where it's been and where it is now and where it's going. And you can indicate that you want to join our church and by indicating uh, that you want to become a member and we can do that, uh, all of that, uh, right here during our time of invitation. We'll invite you to make, make a response and I encourage you to come forward. And uh, we'll meet you down front and ask you a few questions and, and dis discover what your decision is today. Maybe you're um, a little nervous about coming down front. But let us know. I mean, we'll also be around and we'd love to talk to you. You can also go and on our website and fill out a connect card and it has a way that you can connect and be a part and make a decision for Christ today. Would you stand as we pray today? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given us 
to be a part of the service. Lord, we've heard of how you're working in lives and changing lives and in your power of your Holy Spirit has been ever present. Lord, you've, you're saving lives, you touching lives through the Chewbox ministry. Lord, in this room, there are testimony after testimony of how you've transformed our lives. Father, as we gear up for what's next, maybe today what's next in the life of an individual person today is a decision to follow you, and that's their next step. Lord, I pray that today would be that day that they make that decision for you. Maybe they've already followed you, but they want to follow in believer's baptism. I pray today that you would just uh, encourage them to come forward and we can um, arrange for that to take place. Perhaps today the next step is to uh, join this fellowship, be a part of Highland. I pray that they would make that decision as well today. Lord, whatever decision, I pray that you continue to work in the hearts of people today. In Jesus' name, amen. You have just heard a message from God's Word, and now it's your chance to respond. What is God calling you to do in response to today's message? Let us know by going to hbcmolino.com forward slash life. We'd love to connect with you. Thanks for joining us today on the Highland Network. Enjoy your day.